everyone. Hope we're all good. Um, been seeing some some interesting discussions on Twitter and, and some had some good chats and DMs um, about so rare questions raised. Is like the whole NFT space a big bubble? Um, you know what are the risks, what are the rewards. Is it worth it? Is it not? You know, they're all kind of like relevant questions. I don't think it's black and white. I don't think it's it's terrible to buy. I don't think it's brilliant to buy. I think, you know, it depends how you're doing it. It depends how you read the situation. Um, there's no right or wrong answers at the moment because nothing's happened yet. It's all really new. No one knows. Everyone's just speculating and some will get it right, some won't. So no point wasting a lot of time going into it, getting heated debates, getting, you know, trying to convince people because whatever happens will happen whether you convince them or not. Having said that, I still want to make a video on where I stand. Um, yeah, and just get it out there. Sometimes it helps. Um, so, to start with, I don't like SO5. Um, I like it. That's fun. Um, you know, it's good to play. It gives a lot of the cards some worth who otherwise wouldn't have any worth. But that's actually a problem in my in my opinion because. SO5 is a promotion um, and there's a lot of factors that could affect it which I'll go into which worry me because if SO5 stops running or changes drastically for the worse all those players that everyone buys for SO5 could become worthless because the whole point of NFTs is you know, they're collectibles, they're artwork, they're, they're things that people want to collect. No one wants to collect a Korean League player that no one's ever heard of. People are buying them because they want to make money on SO5, which is fine. But if SO5 stops, you're going to lose all that money. Um, you know, we don't want to see that. So what could go wrong with SO5? So I'll play out a few scenarios. Um, I think it's doomed to fail whatever happens under its current structure. It doesn't mean things can't change and it can work out for the better. And it doesn't mean I'm right. But the way I've been looking at it, I think it's kind of doomed um, to fail because, all right, so let's say, or not doomed to fail, but doomed to bring down the market. Um, so let's say we get lots more people joining Soret. So at the moment we've got like, I don't know, 5,000 people playing global D4. Let's say that triples or, or quadruples, we get 20,000 people playing it. Now, first you're thinking, great, there's more people coming into the market and this mean more money, more demand, prices go up, you think. But on a utility side, if you've got 20,000 people entering this tournament for the same price, your cards have just become less valuable because your chances of winning have become significantly smaller. So... If you've got less chance, you buy a card um, for utility, like a Korean league player, um, because you think he's got a good chance of winning you some of these prizes. But now more and more people are entering, he's actually got, doesn't, you've actually got less chance of winning. So that could actually bring down the value of some of these cards. If you've got, if they've got less utility value, you've got less chance of winning. So actually they could become worth less. Um... So what happens if less people enter? Well, that could be a problem on the sustainability side because 
let's say right, we've got 5,000 people entering at the moment. Um, according to one thread on Twitter, um, especially with uh, Global D4, where they pay out for a threshold. So they pay out ETH um, if you get more than 205 on your score. And then they pay out even more if you get more than 250. And they paid out 41.21 ETH um, last tournament for people who broke the threshold. I think it was 1,400 broke the 250, 2,600 people or whatever broke the 205 threshold. So they paid out 41.21 ETH. And that works out to be, I don't know, about 60 grand or something at the current um, price. Now, if you've got less people entering, that means that less cards are gonna get sold on the market, which means less money for so rare, less commission, prices might even go down. But you've still got those 5,000 people or so, or more, with cards, or worth cards. The card, There's still the same amount of cards that have been bought in the market. So if they still enter so rare, uh, enter SO5 Global 4, even if so rare aren't taking in as much money anymore now because there's not many people buying new cards for much, they've still got to pay out that 41 ETH for the people who win or... That's been realised now. So the only way they can get out of that is by lowering the prizes, I guess. But if they do that, then again, the utility of the cards will be worth less. They can't win as much now. So once they start fiddling with the prizes, it kind of changes the whole value of the cards. And then you're playing, like Football Index, you're playing based on announcements. And we don't, you don't want that to happen. So that's a problem that I don't particularly like another thing is eth what happens with the price of eth um if eth increases that could actually pose a problem because what's mostly been established on so rare mostly is that when eth kind of fluctuates um it doesn't really affect the fiat price of the cards they kind of say the same in pounds or euros or whatever you're using um, that price doesn't really change. So you might pay £300 for a card, ETH goes up and down, but it's still... So the ETH value for the card changes, but it still works out to be about £300. So with that in mind, that would mean if ETH rocketed, um, the price of the cards would still probably say about the same. They might go up a little bit, but they say about the same. But then that means so rare are taking in the same amount of money, but ETH has gone up and they're paying 41 ETH for global D4, they're going to be paying more than what they're taking in. And even though, so the prices are going up, but the market's staying the same, it might not become sustainable. Um, so that could be a problem. Um, and then, you know, what, what would they do? They'll adjust the prices maybe. But again, you don't want to be playing to something where the prices can adjust. You don't know how they're going to adjust. They might pull out the whole threshold thing. Um, they might make it just card prizes, and again, you don't want to do that. So that's a risk, I think. Um, what if ETH crashes? Then maybe it's more sustainable. But then again, um, if ETH crashes, that means your cards can win less. So they're less valuable, and then the market crashes because they can't win you as much money anymore. So the whole basis of buying utility cards just seems too high risk for me. Now, I know that sounds really negative, um, and I want to get a balanced argument here because, I, you know, people are making really good money on 
SO5, and you can still. Um, nothing's happened yet, and nothing might happen, but I'm a little bit worried about it. Um, I think something could happen, and that's why I'm not playing the game, but others will, and that's fine. Um, like I said, they could adjust the prizes, they could make it sustainable. Um, you don't know. You don't know what's going to happen, but I think if you're buying utility players, you're kind of betting on SO5 taking off and remaining sustainable, um, which I don't want to do, but some might, so that's fine. Um, I would probably suggest if you are playing the SO5 game, buying utility cards, um, probably best to start taking profits out as you go along. So if something does happen, something big does changes, you won't get caught out completely. At least you've kind of pulled your money out as time goes on. So you're still taking little bits of profit as it goes on. That's what I would do if I was doing that. I've I've, I've got some, um, all my players are, are Korean, Japanese, I've only got four players. Um, and I put them up for sale now just because, you know, it, it has crossed my mind a bit. Um, I'm a little bit, little bit worried about it. Also, what happens outside of So Rare if um, NFTs, you know, people have said, and it does look a little bit like a bit of a bubble that prices have come too high um, to be sustained. And if that bubble bursts and prices across other NFTs crash, why wouldn't it affect us? Um, so rare cards, it could. Um, another one would be there when that happens. So yeah, I'm pulling out my, I'm, well, I'm trying to sell my kind of utility cards. But I only played. I only put a small amount in money that I was happy to play with. It was just a bit of fun. But thinking about it, I probably don't want to. I'd rather invest in collectibles. So that's the other thing I wanted to move on to was collectibles. Can you buy collectibles on so rare, and with or without SO five, can it work? I think so. I think if you buy the right cards, um, and I'm talking like one percent of the whole market. Um, but if you buy the right cards, I think over time, um, if there's still a demand for NFTs in the future, if there's still a demand for collecting these cards, sure, why not? Um, so I, I mean, I looked at the price of Draxa, I think it was, um, he's about 300 pounds or so on the market. And then I bought, and I've bought Iniesta for 393. That might be a little bit too high, by the way, what I paid for it. But my point is, they're about the, they're about the same price. They, I think Iniesta is probably only worth about 300 in the current market now, maybe even less. So Iniesta and Draxa are worth the same amount. But we know Iniesta is one of the best players of all time. Draxa, you know, he's an all right player. He plays for PSG, he's a good player, but he's not anywhere near in the same bracket as Iniesta. So how come they're worth the same amount of money? Well, Draxler can win you prizes on SO5. You can enter him into tournaments. Iniesta's about to retire. Um, once he retires, he, he's not going to be able to win you any prizes. But when Draxler retires, he will go to zero. Or near enough zero anyway. Because no one wants to collect Draxler. No one really gives a shit. He's, he's, uh, there's so many players like him that he's not that. He doesn't stand out. Not many players like Iniesta. So when Iniesta retires, people might still want to collect him. If you look at David Beckham on there, he's still going for a couple of hundred or a thousand because even though he's already retired, he can't win you anything. But if David Beckham, people might want to collect him. So even players like Draxler and players who are good, I still don't think they are going to hold any kind of value or much value once they're finished. So every single card 
except for the few collectibles, like Mbappe, um, Neymar, are doomed to fail once they retire. So it's just a question of, are you going to get that money back through SO5, but you have to time it perfectly because if, and it's if, um, SO5 stops running or um, the market crashes or whatever, it, well, no, if SO5 stops running, um, then you've lost, you've lost the whole lot. So it's, it's a race. You've got to get that money back before SO5 stops running and before the players retire. Now, SO5 might never stop running, and then it's fine. But you've got to understand that that's the risk you're playing. You're betting on SO5 to continue, and it does say in the terms it's a promotion. The word promotion just kind of tells me it's not going to run forever. That's what it tells me. I might be wrong. We'll see. So I would stick to collectibles. Now, can you buy collectibles and still make money? Yeah, I, th I don't think that... Uh, I think the collectible market is there. I, I, I can see it. Um, I can see NFTs becoming uh, mainstream and, and accepted. Anyone can make an NFT. And of course, you know, it's like anyone can make a sticker and anyone can make a card. Um, yeah, the, the supply is going to just keep growing. But if you look at um, soccer cards um, you know, like the Maradona card that sold for half a million, or, or even if you go like to Michael Jordan cards, the rookie ones, they go for lots of money. Um, so some, very few, some will be in demand in 20 years' time, in 30 years' time. I think that. Um, but there's still a lot of factors to consider. Um, if you go, if I go to football cards, you've got Panini and you've got Tops which are kind of the two main cards to uh, collect. But then you've also got match attacks. And they're all the same. They're all just made bits of paper. But for whatever reason, people don't like match attacks that much. And they're all kind of worthless. How do we know in 20 years' time so rare isn't match attacks? I don't think it will be, personally. I think so rare is the first one. And I think that's probably going to hold some sort of importance. So, But you don't know. So that's another thing to... Uh, consider another thing is are rookies um actually worth more in an nft market well i don't know because the whole reason why rookies are worth more on um soccer cards and sports cards is because um they're the first one so people don't really know that that player is going to become a superstar or whatever so a lot of them get thrown away they get ruined they get stuck in um, and they become, you know, they become rarer. But here, the cards don't lose any quality um, because they're, you know, they're on the order on the internet. Um, so they can't get damaged. Um, so maybe would would that even make a difference? I'm not sure um, whether it's the first or the last. I probably would think the first cards, the first editions, would be worth the most. Um, but you've also got to remember if Mbappe is, what, 21 years old um, or 22 or, or whatever, um, that's a good another nine, ten years of cards that could get produced. Um, and that's going to leave uh, over a thousand Mbappe cards on the market. That makes him slightly less rare. So it's probably going to be down to the first editions that are the more collectible. Again, I don't know, probably the super rares or the uniques. That's what I mean. There's just, there's just a lot of things um, to consider. It's it's never it's never that simple. 
Um, I've heard a few people say, well, what if um, Soraya took off in Asia? Wouldn't all the Asian cards become more collectible? I don't think so. Um, because if you're from Asia and you're interested in football and you want to start collecting football cards, you want to buy the best cards. You still want to buy Messi and Ronaldo and Mbappe. You still don't, you don't want to buy the J-League players. Um, look at the MLS. Um, Tops is an American company. Um, you know, for soccer cards. And the ones that are popular, so Mbappe and Messi and all that, they, they don't care about the MLS players. So they still want to buy the best. Okay, maybe it affects them a little bit. They might want to buy more American players or Asian. They might, Hyunmin Sun might be the most popular player there, fine. But overall, no, I don't think, I don't think it would make, I still don't think any of those Korean and Japanese league players will really be, will be collectible. Personally, I don't. Um, so, yeah, so I think the problem is most of this market is based on utility and the whole utility game is a little bit unpredictable for me. Um, so, yeah, that's why I'm selling my utility cards right now. I'm keeping my Iniesta. I might have overpaid for him, um, £393. I don't know. But he, out of all of them, I think has the best chance of of um, holding some sort of value. So I would look at players like Zlatan and Buffon. It's, it's difficult because they're coming towards the end of their career. So normally it's the first edition and they are technically the first edition of those cards, um, even though they're coming towards the end. So I don't know what will happen in terms of that, if they'll still be, but I reckon they might. But what's interesting is you could still enjoy Sorea, by the way. I'm not, I'm not putting it because I'm, I'm still loving it. Um, and what's brilliant is you can buy, you can, you can bet on these players' careers, and that's a really great thing. Um, so you could pick a youngster, buy his rookie, hopefully don't pay too much for it, and then watch him become a great player, and his demand will increase. So that's really good, regardless of SA five. But you have to pick a really special player for that to happen. You can't just pick a Draxa because um, no one will give a fuck. No, they're not collectible. So the market's fine, um, but it's very vulnerable to a lot of things that could affect SO5. Now, they could be really um, innovative and, and change lots of things and it could work out really well. Um, but the, as it stands... I'm moving away from SO5. I just don't like the uncertainty of it all. It does look a little bit too familiar. But I do also think the collectibles could be worth it. But again, they might have come a little bit overinflated. I mean, um, you know, 100 and something grand for a Ronaldo card is a lot of money. Um, and not many cards on eBay um, go for that much. So I don't know. It, it it all depends on how popular NFTs and collecting NFT sport cards become in the future. If you believe that there's going to be a big market for it, then absolutely go for it. And there might be. Um, that's not for me to say. I don't really know. Um, I, I I do think there's there's a chance of it. That's why I've got the Iniesta card, and and I don't even know if that's probably a great one to have. But I'll be looking, and I might start looking at some youngsters, who I think have got a good chance. But in terms of flipping, you can do it. You can, but it's just 
just take out some money as you go along because you don't want to be get. St- I don't think you want to get stuck with a whole with pages and pages of um, lead cards, and then something happens. You have to sell them to to get your money back. You can't. You you have to find a buyer, um, and if no one wants to buy, if they got rid of, if they got rid of ETH prizes right now, I think loads of players just wouldn't sell for anything. Um, and that's the truth. Um, so I, I I think you've I think you gotta you just gotta have that in the back of your mind. Um, even though that might never happen. Um, I play it safe and, and, and take out little bits as you go along if you want to continue doing it or just play for fun play for fun um, if you want to invest I would say invest in the collectibles don't invest in the utility cards because they are doomed to fail they are because if they retire they're finished so that's just kind of the main points I think I wanted to get across